Hi, I'm David Green, and welcome back to the Digital HR Leaders podcast. It's generally accepted that the pandemic has accelerated many aspects of the future of work. The last three years have seen numerous organisations adopt remote and hybrid working models. There are many complexities to consider when building an effective virtual workplace. These include fostering team collaboration and imbuing a positive employee experience amongst remote workers. A company that has made significant progress in this area is Yelp. Since transitioning to a fully remote operating model in 2022, Yelp has invested considerable time and effort into ensuring their employees have the best possible experience. And it has proven to be a huge success, with Yelp reaping the benefits of improved employee retention, higher employee engagement, and access to new sources of talent. So, in today's show, Carmen Orr, who is the Chief People Officer at Yelp, and I will be discussing the strategies Yelp is taking to create a positive employee experience in their remote working operation, and the integral role employee listening has played throughout this process. I started the conversation by asking Carmen to share a little bit about her background. Carmen, welcome to the show. Um, before we dive into the conversation, uh, please could you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself uh, and your role at Yelp? Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Um, so yes, uh, a little bit about me. I have been in HR for, I'm dating myself, but the better part of two decades now. I got my start in HR at Home Depot, where I really grew up in HR and had an opportunity to dive into many facets of, of human resources. After that, I spent 10 years at eBay, where I was really focused on helping them to transition to a centralized HR model, uh, as well as uh, supporting a number of the operational and strategic business partner uh, organizations. And um, as I was approaching my 10-year anniversary at eBay, I uh, received a call from a recruiter who was looking for a chief people officer at Yelp, and I was just immediately intrigued. Um, I have moved around quite a bit for my career and have always used Yelp. Uh, I've been a, a longtime fan of the product, um, just as has always been a great trusted resource for me to find out what's new in my new neighborhood or as I'm traveling. Um, where the best places to eat or the best services to find. So uh, I was immediately intrigued. And the way that I think about looking at companies is always through uh, a lens around purpose, people, and culture. Uh, and as I dove in and had my conversations with the leaders at Yelp, I was just, uh, it ticked all three boxes for me. Uh, so I joined Yelp and it's been an amazing journey so far. We've been really focused on our full-time transition to remote work and really uh, for the People Ops organization at Yelp, helping to connect our people to our mission and our culture while really enhancing the work experience, which is now remote. I'd love to understand, you know, and I'm sure our listeners would as well, you know, what prompted Yelp to, to fully embrace remote working? Yeah, I think it was really a combination of um, first listening to our employees and also seeing what was working for the business. 
And the juxtaposition of those two things told us that remote was the future of work at Yelp. We were sort of forced into this collective experience, all of us, uh, in early 2020 when everyone was sent home almost overnight and we really had to rethink ways of working. But I think very quickly, uh, a lot of the long-held myths about working and the reliance on working in an office were debunked. We've seen many, many businesses, Yelp not not excluded, really thriving during that time, like uh, showing record business results. Uh, and so it really proved to us that uh, our employees can be just as productive and our business can be just as successful while embracing a remote workforce. And further, as we listened to our employees, as you know, as we had been moving into this model, um, they were really very strongly telling us uh, that they had a, a preference for remote working uh, and they didn't want to come back to the office, in fact. So we, um, we do employee surveys and through the course of the pandemic, did a number of surveys to gauge employee sentiment and also see how people were doing. And we, we found about 86% in our most recent survey indicated that they preferred remote work. And at the same time, they were told us, they self-reported that they felt even more productive in a remote situation with uh, 93% of both employees and managers saying that they could meet their goals remotely, 87% indicating that they were more effective uh, working remotely. And that was really backed by our really strong productivity and business results. So 2021 was a record revenue year for Yelp. We've continued to have a really strong performance in 2022. I just closed the third quarter with a with another record quarter. So um, those those things... Uh, really told us that this was this was the future for us. And in terms of your, the spread of your employees, you know, can you give us an idea of countries, cities that 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 that, that spans? Well, this has dramatically changed uh, since we've moved to a remote workforce. So prior to the pandemic, our employees were spread primarily around our eight office locations. Ninety-seven percent uh, of folks were in the United States. Uh, and fast forward to today, um, we have, I think, 17% of our employee footprint is global. Over half of our technology and engineering organization sits outside of the United States. We're in six countries now and in all 50 states. So um, it has really dramatically changed our employee footprint. We're able to recruit talent. Regardless of geographic location, our employees are able to move to locations that best suit them and their lives, um, either for cost of living reasons or for, you know, whatever other reason. Uh, so quite a few have taken advantage of the opportunity and have moved locations. So yeah, it's really, it's really altered our footprint. Love to hear about your experience, but also obviously what you're leading from a, from a chief people officer perspective around how onboarding and an onboarding employee experience can work on a, in a remote setting. Yeah, I was super curious to see for myself uh, how it would work to onboard remotely as I had been doing it for a couple of years prior to joining Yelp. And I will be honest, I didn't feel disadvantaged at all. Um, in fact, what I have what I found on the candidate side um, was, you know, also true on the other side of the desk that the process itself can be much more expeditious 
Um, it could be more inclusive, like as you think about the interviewing process. And so I think that uh, enabled me to probably have more touch points into the organization before I started, as well as just a, an easier experience. Um, and it was the, certainly the timeline was more compressed. Um, and then for onboarding, similarly, um, you know, I've had large global roles for the last 10 or so years of my career. And so if you think about the way that that would have gone prior to being in a remote environment, like you'd hop on a plane, you'd go to the various locations, you'd meet people. And that would take a couple of months to do. I just was delighted because it fast forwarded that so much. Um, and I think it, again, leveled the playing field. I was able to connect with people very quickly. It also, like from a chief people officer seat, um, it gave me the opportunity to go through the process like our, uh, our a new employee of Yelp would um, and really get that, that bird's eye perspective. So I'm actually one of two um, C-suite leaders that Yelp has onboarded since we've gone remote um, and who are located outside of the Bay Area. So our team has gotten more distributed as well. And it, um, you know, seems to be working quite well. And, and out of curiosity, again, we think about employee engagement, was obviously you talked about part of the reason you've moved to remote um, working is because you actually asked employees what their preferences were. Are you finding any differences in the level of employee engagement since the OBS shifted to remote first? Um, so as we compare our surveys year over year, uh, when we look at the most recent engagement survey from 2021 to our survey uh, earlier in 2022, we actually saw a five-point increase um, in employee engagement, uh, and we saw a double-digit increase in intent to stay, which is really meaningful um, and was was great to see. You know, and our employees continue to tell us that like this is this is their strong their strong preference. So I, I would say like all of the indicators have been really positive um, that, you know, our, our employees tell us that they are able to take advantage of the time that they don't spend commuting uh, to focus on their family or to get a workout in or to do other things that are meaningful to them in terms of work-life fit. And then we've also tried to really help them set good boundaries um, around work and life by giving them some some tools. And this is always a challenge, right? I, you know, I think um, being in a remote work environment, I think one of the one of the challenges can be that the workday can spread from dawn to dusk uh, and and beyond um, if if you're not careful about that. So really trying to give them the tools through things like core hours, core working hours really being very mindful of meetings and time zones um, and encouraging leaders to make sure we're recording meetings uh, and that folks aren't attending after hours if they don't need to be. So um, I think, you know, those are the things that we've been trying to do to continue to support employee engagement as we're remote. Yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking, you know, thinking when you were, when you were speaking about the engagement results going up, I guess, you know, because let's be honest, this is an employee preference. Some some employees and other organisations they prefer being in the office. Is it helping you from an attraction perspective, not just from a ge the geographic flexibility it gives you, but from actually attracting employees who, from a lifestyle perspective, want to work from home? Is it is it helping you attract maybe from other organisations um, that, that you know where that you maybe would have traditionally competed for talent before? Is it is it helping you attract some of those those people as well? 
Well, we certainly believe so. I mean, it's been a little bit noisy in terms of the data um, over the last year, just given the competitive nature of the the workforce, which, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that dynamic over time. Anecdotally, with the comments from candidates who we're talking to, many of them call out the remote nature of the work as being one of the primary reasons that they're attracted to us. We have seen increased traffic to our job postings since we have gone fully remote. And we've also seen the roles that we source for, uh, those have become uh, much more efficient uh, in terms of being able to attach candidates to to those roles. So it does absolutely seem to be the case that we are able to attract better talent. There's a lot of variables in there, of course. Let's pause for a moment and thank Workday, our sponsor for this series of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. Workday is a leading provider of enterprise cloud applications for HR and finance, helping customers adapt and thrive in a changing world. Workday is also a leader in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for cloud HCM suites. And that's just one of the reasons why the world's top companies trust Workday to deliver for them. Organizations ranging from medium-sized businesses to more than 50% of the Fortune 500 have chosen Workday to help build HR systems and implement workforce analytics solutions, including Netflix, Sanofi, AstraZeneca, and Rolls-Royce. Join them and find out more by heading to Workday.com. That's Workday.com. Okay, so let's dig in a little bit more to the sort of well-being piece that you were hinting about when we were talking about the employee engagement. You know, there's a lot of research out there. Um, I, I mean, McKinsey published, a, or the McKinsey Health Institute published a great piece of research earlier this year that said one in four employees, um, I think they surveyed about 15,000 employees, so quite a lot, and not, not McKinsey employees, obviously, but from various companies around the world. Uh, and one in four were experiencing symptoms of burnout, which you know, it's it, which isn't good. And I think, you know, we can relate to that throughout the last few years because there's been a lot going on. What it does highlight as well is that employees are seeking a different type of support from employees. There's definitely more focus on well-being and on mental health. Now, I know that Yelp is an organisation that is really valuing the the voice needs and opinions of employees. What have you found that your employees want? Yeah, David, it's such a great question. Um, and I would just say, you know, first of all, one of the silver linings of the pandemic to me is the fact that it has brought mental health and well-being more into the forefront and into the dialogue in the corporate world. And I think that is so critically important. Uh, so we normalize it a bit more and recognize that we need to be focused on our employees as whole beings uh, and care for them holistically uh, and not just think about them as that one segment of their professional life. We, as part of our employee listening strategy, um, have actually made a number of changes to the uh, the benefits programs at Yelp. So in 2021, um, we ran a benefit survey and um, pending the outcomes of that survey, we launched a number uh, of new benefits, including work from home stipends to ensure that people are are set up at, at home to work uh, to work comfortably and effectively, um, but also introduced counseling services, coaching services, professional development um, reimbursement, and increased 
uh, time off um, and wellness time for folks. Really in that recognition that, you know, people need to have that time and space to take care of themselves. And that's really what they desire. Those have been really well received. We actually just finished our 2022 uh, benefit survey. We kind of expanded it a bit to talk more about um, benefits and employee programs at Yelp. But what we found was really high satisfaction in the, in the mid 80s with our um, benefits. I think largely due to some of the changes that we made. Um, and we also found that the wellness reimbursement, so we were provide we provide a monthly reimbursement for employees to use on wellness benefits of their choice, and it's actually very broad. Um, so enabling people to utilize that for anything from fitness classes to mental health coaching programs to, you know, whatever, running tights. I mean, it's it kind of runs the, the gamut. It's pretty flexible. Um, but we asked people in this year's survey is more of a conjoined analysis, which which benefits they found the most valuable. Over half of our employee base told us that the wellness reimbursement was uh, the most valuable benefit. Um, and as a result of that, we increased this year the amount of reimbursement for on a monthly basis for our employees. So. You've talked about. I know you know Yelp is 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 always looking at enhancing its in, employee listening strategy. Um, you know, can can you share more on this? Because this is something we're seeing from organisations around the world that they're really stepping up their listening programs in terms of in terms of frequency and and and, and everything else. And I know that people uh, listeners are always looking for guidance on this on on, on what other organisations are doing. We've been trying to streamline it a bit. So um, moving from more focus on the corporate-wide census uh, to a blend of approaches. So this past year, we did three company-wide surveys. Um, Next year, I think we're looking at doing two, but those are supplemented by um, pulse surveys within different organizations, active listening through focus groups um, for specific issues, um, as well as a number of different uh, surveys that we do around the employee life cycle. So things like the uh, candidate experience and onboarding and uh, development and exit. So we'll survey in those places as well. But what we're really trying to do is make sure that we're connecting the dots. So this is a lot of different data points combined with many other data points that we have. And so if we really want to generate actionable insights, it's thinking about how do we connect all of this great data that we have, and then how do we get that in front of the right stakeholders so that we are able to uh, to take action? We, as I said, are, are very deliberate as we talk to our employees about, here's the feedback that you gave us, and here's the action that we're taking as a result of it. So as we do our quarterly town hall meetings, I'm always a, a guest at the town hall meetings to talk about employee listening and then the specific actions that we're taking. So continue to link and label and, and make sure that employees know that we really value their voices, we want to hear them, and that we're going to take action on their feedback. So as we move forward, it's it's really more about continuing to be very targeted and streamlined as much as possible and connecting the different data points that we have. It's actually, you know, it's impressive that in, you know, just about a year, um, you've achieved so much actually already. Um I can imagine it's been quite a big learning journey. Um, you know, what would you say has been your biggest learning um, on the journey so far? 
Oh, so many. <laughs> How much time do we have? Um, I think first and foremost is, so onboarding into a new organization and then onboarding into an organization that has decided to go remote, like we have to reimagine everything, right? Uh, so like, as we think about designing programs, the old playbooks don't necessarily work any longer. Um, I think one of the cool things is one of Yelp's values is, and one that really resonated with me as I was interviewing is um, be unboring, right? So like think about doing things in an unconventional way. So that's been a, a real blessing as part of this because, uh, you know, that's really part of the fabric of the organization and kind of has given us license to think about designing processes differently in a way that's going to work for Yelp and in a way that's going to work for, for our remote environment. So I would say that is one piece. And then also just onboarding into a new company, um, really making sure that there is enough context and understanding to avoid some of those tripwires that you might find when trying to design. So it's a little bit of go slow to go fast to make sure that our programs have the impact that we want them to have. And, and in many ways, I guess that's a quite a good message for all of us in HR that actually in our organizations as HR professionals, we are actually having to help the organization reimagine everything. Obviously, the example with the Elb is you've moved to a remote, uh, remote first organization. But if we think about all the other um, learnings, perhaps from the, the last couple of years, uh, since the start of the, the decade, um, with its fairly inauspicious starting with a global pandemic, we we've you know as you, as you highlighted, you know, employee well being is really at the forefront now, and I, you know, I don't think there's any going back on that, and and the message has got through to senior leaders within the organisation as well, C level, um, you know, it's not just us in HR who generally come into HR partly because we care about people. Um, but it's actually the whole organization and we're starting to tie well-being to business results as well, which is which is quite an interesting development really compared to maybe where we were a few years ago. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on that, Carmen. Yeah, I um, I hope we don't. I hope there's no coming back from it, to your point. I, I do think it's a really important part of the dialogue. And uh, if we think about human-centered design and creating organizations that are like people first, um, I, I think that is really going to serve us uh, well. I think one of the personal learnings um, that I've had over the course of the last few years is you talked about burnout, but just this the importance of an impact of rest uh, on productivity. So just simple things like taking more breaks, um, building in more scheduled rest time. I noticed for myself uh, has enabled me to be a heck of a lot more focused and productive um, when I'm on uh, at work. And I've really tried to instill that in my teams um, and kind of think about the way that we drive that from a cultural perspective at Yelp as well. And, you know, I think we do that. I think we do that pretty well. You know, I know the whole concept of work-life balance is a little, you know, it's not something I ascribe to. I, I like to think more of like work-life fit um, and so, like, how do we think about creating work environments that work for people um, and that they can make fit for their own personal goals in a way that still enables us to meet the business goals? We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. If you are looking to continue your learning journey, 
head over to myhrfuture.com and take a look at the My HR Future Academy. It is a learning experience platform supporting HR professionals to become more data-driven, more business-focused, and more experience-led. By taking our short assessment, you will see how you stack up against the HR skills of the future. Then, our recommended learning journeys guide you every step of the way, helping you to close your skills gap, deepen your knowledge, and press play on your career. People listening to this generally HR leaders, HR professionals in, in, in organizations around the world, and, and many of those companies may be thinking of moving to a, a, a remote first uh, model. You know, what, what piece of advice would you give to those HR professionals or companies that are considering do, to do this to, to help set them up for success? I, I mean, I would just say, well, listen to your people. Really understand what, what folks are, are telling you matters, and um, if it if it matches with what drives the business, I don't see any reason, you know, not to to follow uh, employee sentiment. I think people really struggle. I mean, we see the headlines right now about companies forcing employees back to work and feeling very arbitrary uh, to employees when there isn't good rationale. And I, you know, I'm not saying remote doesn't work for every company, for every role, um, but if there is a case for it and your employees are telling you that that's important to them, then you'll get more productivity uh, out, of your, out of your folks if you give them that flexibility where it's warranted. And is this something that you're continuing to track? So obviously you're looking at things like productivity from a self-reported perspective from, from employees, obviously looking at managers about their ability to get things done, looking at intent to stay. Are you looking at other things such as how people collaborate, uh, innovation, those sorts of things as well um, from 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 people working remotely. Yeah, I mean we do we do measure productivity, and it, it that looks different depending on the different part of the organization. So obviously for our sales organizations, fairly easy to measure. Um, for our engineering uh, organizations, I mean still we look at the way that um, how are we tracking against our product roadmap. Um, what are we shipping? Uh, meaning, like, what are we releasing, and are we uh, on track for that? So, um, yeah, I think combining with those with those metrics as well uh, helps give a fuller picture. We're going to move to the near future now, um, Carmen. Um, what's next on the agenda for Yelp's HR function? Um, you know, what are you going to be working on as we progress through twenty twenty three and into twenty twenty four, even? Yeah, well, uh, we have a lot on our plate, and, uh, but one of the things that I'm really excited about is our focus on leadership development. And you know, to the point of post-pandemic, remote working, this is another opportunity to reimagine what leadership development looks like uh, in a remote environment, because the capabilities, as you know, for leaders to, to lead in this space have, have changed. And um, I think some of the expectations um, and, and shifting uh, dynamic between worker and workplace uh, require new skills for leaders. So, I mean, there's some great research out of Gartner that shows that uh, you can build um, emotional proximity regardless of location. Um, and just by virtue of being together in an office building doesn't mean you have emotional proximity. Uh, so these are, you know, 
skills that can be developed in leaders like empathy um, and kind of leading with empathy and intention. Um, but there's you know, deliberate work to be done to enable leaders to do that uh, and to enable them to kind of coach uh, coach folks uh, in this virtual way. So those are some of the things that we'll be working on is really how do we build a more robust leadership development curriculum that's really suited for the current environment that we're in. And then finally, Carmen, this is the question that we're asking everyone in this series. You kind of touched on it a little bit there with, with from, from a leader perspective. But, but how can HR, how can we as HR um, help the business identify and prioritize the critical skills it needs for the future? Yeah, uh, Dave, it's a great question. I mean, I think that really speaks to the nature of true human capital planning. So how do we connect the business strategy with the people plan to get and really get a true understanding of what are the capabilities that we need to deliver on today? But also, like, how do we take a forward look and understand how the business is evolving and what capabilities we're going to need uh, in the future? Uh, and forward thinking, helping the leaders to think forward to how, if there are gaps, um, how might we close them? And I think the only way to do this is really thinking about how, like, do you know your talent? Um, and do you know the capabilities that are going to be required to li- deliver it against the plans? And then how do you think about growing your talent or acquiring the capabilities that you're going to need in the future? So I, I would think, you know, that's that's one one thing. And then I guess the other is um, just to harken back a little bit to our earlier conversation, kind of be willing to throw out your old playbooks and reimagine uh, what the business needs now. Good. Good advice there. Carmen, I've really enjoyed the conversation. Um, it's, it's really good to hear from a chief people officer in a company that has moved to to remote first. Um, you know, I think it's been in, instructive, I think, for, for listeners to to hear you know what was behind that 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 uh, that approach and how you're kind of measuring it on, uh, from an ongoing po- process afterwards, really. So, so thank you very much for being a a guest on the Digital HR Leaders podcast. C- can you let listeners know how they can get stay in touch with you, follow you on social media, and, and find out more about your work and Yelp? Sure, thanks, David. I've really enjoyed the conversation as well. Um, and yes, if you um, uh, if you want to follow us on LinkedIn, we post lots of great content that uh, shows our amazing Yelpers and some of the cool things that we do in the community uh, to help connect people with uh, great local businesses. And if you'd like, you can also connect with me there on LinkedIn. Brilliant. Well, Carmen, thank you very much uh, for sharing your story with with our listeners and. Uh... I look forward to hopefully connecting with you again soon, maybe even seeing you at a conference, um, maybe in the, in the coming year. Thanks for tuning in to the Digital HR Leaders podcast. We hope you enjoyed this inspiring conversation with Carmen Orr, Chief People Officer at Yelp. If you did like this episode, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating on your preferred podcast streaming channel. It really helps us to keep delivering insightful content to the HR field. And if you want to stay up to date on the latest industry trends and best practices and learn more from us at Insight 222, sign up to our weekly newsletter at myhrfuture.com. That's all for now. Take care and stay well.